Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. As we close last week's program, we were in the middle of looking at the second step Dr. Harley says a wife should take if she wants help with domestic responsibilities from a husband with a need for domestic support. Dr. Harley designed these five steps with the understanding that when it comes to making any behavioral change, motivation is almost everything. If the change is enjoyable to the one who makes it, or if there is a reward for making the change, you can safely assume mission accomplished. But if the change is unpleasant and there is no reward, all the promises to change will ultimately lead to broken promises. Step one was identifying your household responsibilities. Step two is assume responsibilities for some tasks. Now, each person must assume responsibility for tasks that you would enjoy doing or prefer doing yourself. Make two new lists. One list titled His Responsibilities and the other Her Responsibilities. Then select items for which you are willing to take full responsibility. These are tasks that you would enjoy doing, don't mind doing, or want to do yourself so they can be done in a certain way. When you have added an item to one or two of the new lists, cross it off the original list. If both you and your spouse want to take responsibility for the same items, you can either take turns doing them or arbitrarily divide them between the two of you. But you must approve each other's selections before they become that spouse's final responsibility. If one of you does not feel that the other will perform the task well enough, you might give each other a trial period to demonstrate competence. Once you have taken responsibility for any item, your spouse should be able to hold you accountable for doing it according to his or her expectations. Well, now you have three lists. One, the husband's list of responsibilities. Two, the wife's list of responsibilities. And three, the list of household tasks that neither of you wants to do. Step three is assign the remaining tasks. Let's face it. You are motivated to complete the task on your individual list of responsibilities because you enjoy doing them or prefer doing them. But you are not motivated to complete the remaining tasks. So to whom should they be assigned? You may question Dr. Harley's recommendation, but he suggests that these tasks be assigned to the person who wants them done the most. He says it's a reasonable solution since to do otherwise would force responsibility on the one who cares least about their completion. At this point in his plan, Dr. Harley says most women react with alarm. I know how this will turn out, they complain. All the remaining tasks will end up on my list. My husband could care less about keeping our home neat and clean. Well, I think that may be a bit of an overgeneralization. Wives who are employed full-time want these tasks completed but don't have the time or energy to complete them. So they want their husband, who's also tired at the end of the day, to share the load. From their perspective, it's a fair division of labor to divide these tasks equally. It's unfair for the wife to be engaged in a wide assortment of household and child care tasks while her husband surfs the web. Even though she's the one who wants the work done, she feels he should share responsibility for doing it. As most wives have discovered by now, 
Wanting a husband to take responsibilities for tasks that wives want completed, it just doesn't work. He doesn't want to do them because he's not motivated. She can call him irresponsible and lazy all she wants. Telling your husband that it's his responsibility to do something that you want done, it's not motivating. In reality, it's usually demotivating. It's likely to lead to an argument rather than to the help an exhausted wife needs from her husband. Again, this step begins by assigning undesirable tasks to the one most motivated to do them, the one who wants them done the most. When a wife first sees her list of responsibilities, she will probably feel overwhelmed, especially if she has a goal of eight hours of sleep a night. Dr. Harley says the need for domestic support isn't necessarily met by actually doing the household tasks. It's met by seeing to it that they're done, by managing the household. When the wife is employed outside the home full-time, consideration should be given to the most time-consuming and unpleasant tasks being hired out. Shifting household tasks to hired help will obviously cause a shift in budget priorities. But it should be recognized that when a wife has a full-time job, she can't be expected to do all of the household work. As your children grow, they can be assigned household tasks. However, be sure that you do not assign your children tasks that both you and your spouse find too unpleasant to shoulder. Dr. Harley says that it doesn't build character to give your kids jobs that you hate to do. It builds resentment. If you want your children to help around the house, have them choose tasks from a list of household responsibilities that they would enjoy doing. Step 4. Indicate how happy you would be with your spouse's help. As we've followed Dr. Harley's plan up to this point, the assignment of household responsibilities is fair. You are dividing them according to willingness to do them and according to desire to have them accomplished. It also meets what Dr. Harley calls the husband's need for domestic support. But there's hardly a wife who doesn't want help with her responsibilities, and she wants that help from her husband. Trying to force him to help by being disrespectful or appealing to his guilt doesn't work because to a man, that's not motivational. And there's something else she can do that will motivate most husbands. She can show appreciation for his help. Establishing her responsibility for the household tasks is essential if his help is to be genuinely appreciated. If she thinks that some household tasks are his responsibility, when he completes them, he's simply done his duty. Why express special appreciation for something that he's supposed to do? But if she accepts the task as her responsibility and he offers to help, she'll be grateful for the assistance. Following Dr. Harley's plan, you already have one number assigned to each task, the importance of the task to each of you. Now he wants you to assign one more number. This time, write a number indicating how many love units you think would be deposited if your spouse were to help you and would do that task for you. Use a scale from 0 to 5, with 5 indicating that you would experience maximum pleasure and would be eternally grateful. Step 5. Help where your effort is most appreciated. If these ratings are accurate, it means that whenever you have helped with a task that was rated a 4 or 5 by your spouse, you will be depositing many love units. Your help will make your spouse happy and it will be appreciated. 
If cooking dinner or ironing shirts or picking up socks makes love bank deposits, why not do these things? As a matter of fact, if meeting any of the emotional needs really does create the feeling of love, why would anyone resist doing them? This is not only an act of care, but an act of supreme wisdom. By doing for each other what is most appreciated, Dr. Harley says you will have what few marriages have, the feeling of love throughout your entire lives. Dr. Harley emphasizes this concept. Don't waste your time on needs of lesser importance. Put your energy into what deposits the most love units and ignores tasks that do nothing for your spouse's love bank. He says don't do housework or child care for your spouse if it's not appreciated. Remember, whatever's on your spouse's list is your spouse's responsibility, not yours. If your effort to relieve your spouse of a particular task really doesn't seem to have much effect on your spouse, don't waste your time. Put your effort into another task that gives you more bang for your buck. Your spouse's response to your help should prove whether or not love units are being deposited. If your spouse thanks you when you perform the task and expresses his or her appreciation with affection, you know you're on the right track. But if your spouse ignores you after performing one of these tasks, love units are not being deposited for some reason. In that case, go back to your spouse's original list of tasks and pick something else to do that has a greater impact. Just because you decide to help your spouse with one of his or her responsibilities does not make it your responsibility. Actually, that's a very important way to look at meeting emotional needs in general. If meeting any emotional need is viewed as a responsibility, then it is not appreciated as much when it's met. Only when the meeting of emotional needs is seen as a gift, as an act of care, does it have the maximum impact on the love bank. If either you or your spouse takes the meeting of any emotional need for granted, the effect will tend to be diluted. If you suffer in an effort to help your spouse with a household task, you will never get into the habit of helping with that task. And deposits in your spouse's love bank will be offset by withdrawals from yours. So you must figure out a way to help your spouse without the loss of your own love units. Summarizing Dr. Harley's Approach when creating a plan for a fair division of household responsibilities, depositing the most love units and avoiding their withdrawal should be your guide. Assume household responsibilities that you enthusiastically accept or want accomplished more than your spouse does. Then a husband should help his wife with tasks on her list that she would appreciate the most, and he must do tasks that don't withdraw love units from his own love bank. This approach prevents you from trying to gain at your spouse's expense and points you in a direction that will give both of you happiness, fulfillment, and best of all, the feeling of love for each other. Well, thanks for being with us today. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. I know I have. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening, and be blessed.